The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Century Tournament of Champions. And joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharme. Hey, Greg, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Rick. I mean, what do you say? That was, uh, I'm speechless. I don't, I don't even know how to put into words what I just saw with those the, two. The, the thoroughbreds were... They were running. They were sprinting out there at Capilo. Unbelievable scores. Another day where the scoring average was basically five strokes under par. And we've got two at the top, Greg. Two at the top. 26 under Cam Smith and John Rahm. Cam Smith, our overnight leader, our 18-hole leader, shot a 9-under 64 and lost his lead because John Rahm shot a 61 with a bogey on the card. And playing together, it it was playing together. Twenty one under, twenty one under that group was. Yeah, it's uh, it was sim, it was it was just stunning. And as I have it here, the final scoring average for the day was sixty seven point seven, five point two under par. That's what um, what I have on my. That's yes, you're right, and that's better than yesterday's. And yesterday's was the single best scoring day at Kapalua ever. So we, we waited 24 hours and we broke it again. Right. And um, there were definitely some records broken, but that included a round of 74 from Brendan Grace and, and Victor Hovland shot 73, even par. You do that, you get lapped. I was saying, we talked about this briefly before we came on. Sung Im is trailing by five heading into yeah. today. And we were discussing whether or not those guys at 12 under had any chance Sung Jay and Hideki, and it was kind of hit or miss. Would they be able to make enough putts? Poor Sung Jm eagles the 18th hole, shoots eight under, and he's now back six. He didn't get. He he lost. He he lost. The lead expanded on him. There there's nothing he could do. It, it it was like video game golf out there. It was. I, I was, was going to say. Away. You and I could play PGA Tour 2K21, and we might not get to 21 under together. That's what John Rahm and Cam Smith did out of the final group. Rahm specifically, who is now, of course, the favorite at Caesar Sportsbook, minus 175 to Cam Smith's plus 150. It's a two-horse race. The next closest odds, 40 to 1 for Daniel Berger. John Rahm here, Greg. Oh, my gosh. So I'm just looking at this scorecard in awe. He goes out in 32. That's four under. Then he birdies 10-11, 14, an eagle at 15, and then Birdie's at 16, 17, and 18 to shoot a 61, which tied the course record that Justin Thomas set like two hours prior to this. Unbelievable. Yeah, th- there were two, two stretches of holes, two separate stretches of holes 
where he made he he was under par for five holes in a row from seven to 11 and from 14 to 18 and on 12 and 13 he had good looks he had really good he had 11 he, he had 11 feet at 12 exactly and and he had nine feet at 13 and he missed those so it still it still felt like and his ball bounced off a cart path at four out of play. This is this was silly. And the other amazing thing when you consider a round like that is looking at the statistics. And there's nothing he didn't lead in. Well, I guess he he did end up leading in putting. He he led in putting. All right, that makes me feel better because I was looking at it earlier before he made birdie at eighteen. And he, he wasn't leading in any category for the day. And he, I, lost, I, he lost strokes off the tee, Greg. <laughs> yeah. I, that has to come from just the shot at four, right? Yeah, if you, I think so. So you lose the one on four. It's hard to gain when the fairways are so wide and there's, there's so many long hitters out there. It, it's hard to really gain strokes off the tee out here. It's hard to separate yourself off the tee, which we talked about earlier in the week in our lead up. So when you hit one out of play, when you miss a fairway, when you bounce it off a cart path and have to hit a provisional, it's problematic for for your strokes gain off the tee number. But it clearly, he was clearly gaining in other ways. Yeah. Cam Smith is no longer our favorite, but he is tied at the top. A nine under 64. And I got to tell you, Greg, this is... I'm so impressed with Cam Smith. We talked about this on Monday. We talked about what a great putter he's become. We talked about how well he's played in some of the better fields if you start to weigh his strokes gain metrics. And he is trying to outlast some of the biggest names in golf. You know, when this day started, it was it was John Rahm right there, Patrick Cantlay right there, Justin Thomas gives us a scare with a 61 earlier on Saturday. I mean, he is trying to just outrace these guys. If it wasn't him, John Rahm would be, you know, gone and, and we'd be handing him the trophy already. It, it's really impressive what he's been able to do. Oh, this is kind of, this is a little more of a, a Rahm point. But um, I agree with you. But it never feels e- Rom never gets an easy win. It doesn't feel like he ever <laughs> is he just kind of coast through and wins the way Tiger felt like this happened a lot for him. As a, as amazing as he was, where he would he could make a win look so easy. He didn't have to play his best, and it was you knew Tiger was going to win. I I feel like Rom is always up against a buzzsaw, and that's exactly what Cam Smith is this week. He is a complete buzzsaw. What he's done on the greens, it hasn't slowed down at all. And I, I wasn't with you on Thursday, but looking at the model, I would have said, well, Cam Smith's a guy that's going to fall off. That's what the numbers would tell you because he – he he holds so many putts, but he did it again today. 135 feet of putts made on Thursday. And then he does it again today. 117 feet of putts made today. He just continues to fill it up. And and he he's becoming one of those guys that defies the statistics, like a Patrick Reed, um, maybe a little bit of Jordan Spieth. But there are some guys where it, it doesn't matter what the the way that they do it, they just do it. And and Cam Smith is becoming one of those guys. 
Yeah, he's leading the field in strokes gained putting this week, but he's third in strokes gained approach. So when you put those together, you can see kind of the buzzsaw that you're referring to. Uh, worth noting, five different Australians inside the top 10 here. This is this is kind of a thing, and they asked Mark Leishman about this yesterday, maybe the day before, and he was like, yeah, well, in Australia, it's summertime there. We play through the holiday. We're really ready to go at the start of the year, and we've seen this before. So uh, two years ago when, when Cam Smith won Sony, Lucas Herbert won on the European Tour the same year. Remember, there was like a four-week stretch where an Australian won somewhere in the world, these guys are ready to go at the beginning of the year. We should be remembering this for, for 2023. I, think. I, I suppose so. I mean, I kind of thought last year it was a president's cup thing and everybody was yeah. at the, at, maybe that was a 2020, I guess. Um, I know, but it, it like started 2020. Ago. Yeah. It felt like, it felt like all the president's cup international team and even the American, it felt like everybody from the president's cup was playing great. Maybe it's because they were in Australia where the Australians are in a normal year or in a President's Cup year. So an interesting thing to watch. But Rick, last year, the Australians had, in general, not just a great start to the year, but a, a great year in general. Um, I, I can't think, I remember having this conversation in the middle of the year last year, but they racked up wins worldwide. So uh, I, I think the Australians are just quite simply pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good at golf. Yeah, producer yeah. Jacob, we talked about this on Tuesday, and he's, he lets us know in the chat, more Aussies in this field than Euros. There's only three Europeans in the field. There's five Australians in the field. So they're certainly right. doing something right. We mentioned the 61 shot by Justin Thomas earlier in the day, and when he tapped in on 18, I believe he was going to tie for second. Well, as all the other scores rolled in, he is now T8, but this is – this is kind of what we were expecting from JT to start the week. He goes out one over on Thursday, 74. Then he shoots a 67 on Friday, 61 on Saturday. He's probably ruining that slow start at the moment or else he would be one of the names that we're talking about uh, very much in contention to win this event. And instead of one over, you go shoot four or five under, which was seemingly par on Thursday. Um, you're, you're right there in the mix sitting at 21 under and, we look at this as a two horse race now, but if, if Justin Thomas was four or five shots back and in third place, um, where sitting, you know, tied with Daniel Berger, I, I think we'd have a, a different viewpoint on it. And Justin Thomas would be right there in the fray. But unfortunately one round of one over there, there, there's only so much you can do. You can't make up ground when guys are making birdies at the rate that they're making them there. Th what hole are you going to, like there's no hole out there you can win a skin on. So there's it, just like for John Rahm, it's hard to make up for a tee shot out of play in, in strokes gained because everybody's able to hit fairways at such a high rate. Well, when guys are making birdies at the rates that they are, it's unbelievable to think Cam Smith has 25 pars. He has 26 birdies and Eagles. So, I mean, half the, half the holes here, you're somebody's making a birdie. So there, there's just no room to catch up. And that's why you can't make up for a round like you did on Thursday, even if you go out there and, and tie a course record because eight under doesn't gain. It, it doesn't gain you on these guys. So he's in a, he's in a tough spot. It was great to see him kind of put it back together today. He had all 18 greens today. He looked more like 
Justin Thomas and finally made some of those short putts that he's been missing throughout the week, which has been, aside from today, it, it was painful the first two days. Yeah, they just flashed the stat up on Golf Channel that this is the first event in PGA Tour history with two golfers, 26 under or better through 54 holes. So we are very much in historic, unchartered territory when it comes to scoring this week. You mentioned course records, Greg, which, by the way, pretty good television show I've heard. Oh, Course records. Thank Thank you. Course record, Michael Breed. Uh, Justin Thomas not only now owns a share of the course record at the plantation course, but remember he also holds the course record at Wiley, which is where we're going next week. So he's got a course record at both the Hawaiian courses of the swing. That's bonkers. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, John Rahm had to kind of spoil it. It's it's much cooler yeah. when you have a course record all to yourself. So he's got a share of it, and he held it for a little bit today on his own. Um, but pretty cool. He plays really well in Hawaii. He's one of those guys who plays well during the year. And that's part of the thing I don't understand about what Mark Leishman said. Uh, there are so many guys that live in Florida. And in that during that holiday time, in in jupiter it's beautiful and, and that's where jt is doing his practice so he he just like just like the australians shows up here ready to go in most years and and we've seen it with great success but he just has a knack for going low he he understands how to go shoot 61 or 62 and when he gets in that position when he starts to really get it going he doesn't falter he he's he's not afraid to hold his breath he's one of those guys and this is easy, much easier said than done. He's hoping for more holes than less. Some guys get five, six under. They get a really good round going, and they want the clubhouse to show up quick. And and Justin Thomas is just the opposite. He's just, he, I mean, if he could have played 36 today, he would have kept on rolling. That, that's what he wanted. And that attitude propels you. It turns those rounds of 65 into 61 and 62. And he has some rec- uh, a record more. He has more rounds of 62 or better than anybody since 2015, I believe is the stat. Hmm. So he, he understands how to, how to keep it going when he gets hot. Well, our friends over at Caesars are describing this as match play. I think you're going to hear that on the telecast on Sunday, Greg match play from shot number one, because John Rom and Cam Smith are five shots clear of the rest of the field. John Rahm minus 175. So that is what Caesars is saying. Basically two thirds of the time are close to it. He's going to get the job done. Cam Smith plus 150. Everybody else 40 to one or longer. If Cam Smith pulled this off, which my head, I, I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen just with what I've seen from three days and how good John Rahm is and all of that stuff. But I, I would be so impressed with a Cam Smith basically wire-to-wire victory in this field with the way that this whole thing shaped up. I w- this would be an absolute stamp win, and I know there's only 38 golfers. I know it's whatever, but I, I would be thrilled and impressed for him. I, I At a certain point, I don't care about 38 golfers being in the field, and that point is today and, and what will be tomorrow because you're, you're going head-to-head with the world number one. With the, the best player in the world is in your group and chasing you down and bringing his very best. So this is the the best of the best that you're beating. 
And I, I've always thought in the official world golf rankings and the way we rate strength of field that there should be a live yeah. element to it. And when you get to Sunday and you get to that final group, it, it the depth of field matters less on Sunday. Who's near the top is what really matters. And if you're Cam Smith and you pull off this win tomorrow, you went head to head in a match play scenario, if you will. You went head to head in a match play scenario and beat John Rom, and you beat him over four rounds. You played with him the last two rounds of the weekend. It, it would be, it, it would be extremely impressive. Um, I'm, I'm I'm starting to so, think the golf gods might just might just owe John Rom one or two one or two victories here at some to, point, right? If he gets clipped, if he gets clipped tomorrow, could you imagine? He's so good, and it just feels like it's so hard for him to win. It it is not that unlikely for Cam Smith to shoot like a six or seven under round tomorrow, and John Rahm shoots a five or six under round, and they are both five or six clear of everyone else, and John Rahm doesn't have another victory. Like that's a very that's a very real scenario that could play out on Sunday. Now, at this point, it's 18 holes. Right? You have 18 holes. If this were the WGC match play, the WGC Dell Technologies match play event, you you this wouldn't be a, a shock if Cam Smith beat John Rahm. It happens. It would be happening all over the board. Guy, uh, there are upsets all over the place. So in, in 18 holes, anything can happen. Um but it, the other thing is it took John Rob a 61 today just to catch him. And he, and they were in the same group. It's not like yeah. he, like if Justin Thomas is 61 today from way back ended him up, he ended up tied for the lead. It'd be one thing, but you have to go shoot 61 in the, in the group of the leader. And you, you don't, you're, you're not, you didn't pass him. It, it's mind boggling. It, it's hard to imagine. And so you, you always wonder, did, was this the peak was today the peak where cam smith this seems to be the norm um although watching i still got to give the edge to rom right yeah i i i tend to agree he's just he's dialed and you could argue the first two rounds he didn't play particularly well he got the most out of his 61 on saturday but but john rom's the best player in the world i believe he gets it done tomorrow but i'll be hey it's gonna be exciting one way or another greg and we're gonna be back after the final round to break it all down i'm super stoked for it uh big thanks to producer jacob who does all the hard work behind the scenes you can follow greg on twitter at the real gfd you can find me at rick run good this has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time